Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today in the Holy Gospel reading of St. Luke in chapter 5, we have the story of the catch of the miraculous fish and the calling of the first disciples as well. You just heard it chanted, but let's, let's get the scene again here. Jesus had a multitude of people along the shores of the Sea of Galilee that had crowded in on him because they wanted to hear the words that he would speak. And it gets so crowded, he notices two fishing boats that were on land. They'd just been taken there. And he gets into one of them, the boat of Simon, who would later be called Peter, our St. Peter. And he gets into that boat, he asks Simon to push off just a little bit from the shore so that he can get into the water. And from in the boat, he would teach that throng of people all along the, all along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And afterward, after he's done teaching, he looks at Simon and he says, Simon, take your boat and go out into the deeper waters and let down your net for a catch. Now Simon, you have to understand, was exhausted. He and his partners, we're told, had been fishing all night and had caught nothing. And exhausted from fishing all night, he says to the Lord, he says, Lord, we fished all night, we've caught nothing, nevertheless. At your word, we will go out and let down the net. And he lets down the net in the deeper waters, and the net is so filled with fishes that it begins to break, and so much so that he calls out his partners, James and John, who were in the other boat, and they get in their boat and come out to help. Their net gets so full, and as they're pulling it into the boats, we're told that the boats even began to sink from the weight of the sheer catch of fish in those deeper waters of the Sea of Galilee. And Simon, seeing what had happened and hearing Christ teach, he bows before him and he is drawn to repentance. He sees and knows Christ is a man sent from God, a holy man. And he bows before him in repentance and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinner. Jesus lifts him up. And he says, follow me, Simon. And from now on, you will catch men. And not only Simon, but James and John, the other fishermen, by the experience of Christ that day, they would literally abandon their entire livelihood and all the goods and materials that went along with that livelihood. They would leave them there on the shore. They would follow Christ and know what God would do through them. Before we get into the main exhortations that our Lord has for us all this morning, I want us to note something. Who is it? What type of person did Jesus call to himself and call to be his first followers? Who is it that he would pour himself into and through them would catch so many souls of men? Because I tell you that it was not the elite of the world at the time. It wasn't the most intellectual, great thinkers, philosophers of the day. That's not who he called to glorify himself for the catch of fish. And it wasn't the great theologians of God's people, the religious leaders. 
leaders of that day. It wasn't them that he called. Who did he call? Common, ordinary, fishermen of low esteem in the eyes of men and the eyes of this world. That's who he would choose to literally transform cultures. And they are hymned on Pentecost Sunday with our brothers and sisters in our Eastern Rite churches. In the Apolitikion of Pentecost, we hear these words all throughout the church in the Eastern Rite. Hear the words of the hymn. Blessed art thou, Christ our God, who hast revealed the fishermen most wise, having sent upon them the Holy Spirit, and through them thou hast fished the universe. O lover of mankind, glory to thee. Who did Jesus choose to fish the souls within the universe through? Common, ordinary fishermen of no esteem, of no esteem. So as we begin today, I want to ask you another question, put another question in really our mind. Do we, collectively and as individuals, do we have any doubt whatsoever that the Word of God, Jesus Christ, through us, His church, can transform cultures, can transform cultures by the constant catch of souls and then coming into the ark of salvation. Why do we doubt that Christ through his church today can transform a culture that is spinning so rapidly in the depth of darkness and in chaos? Why do we doubt I pray that what our Lord has for us today will grant us at least a greater size mustard seed of faith. That the Holy Spirit can water and we can become truly who we've been called to be. A few thoughts for you. Jesus asked Simon that day to go out into the deeper waters and cast his net. Take a look at Simon. Notice when Jesus asked Simon to do this. Not only does he take a common fisherman and common fishermen with James and John later on, but he finds Simon at even his weakest point. He had been fishing all night, which means Simon not only would have been exhausted from the labor and being up all night, but he also would have been frustrated because this is his livelihood. And we're told they caught nothing after all of exerting all of that labor all night. He would have been tired and frustrated. This common fisherman was at one of his weaker moments. But listen to Simon's response to Jesus. He tells him, Lord, you've been fishing all night. You've done this all night and caught nothing. But at your word, we're going to go do this. Now I want you to think about something. What is it that drew Simon to trust in the word of Jesus Christ enough to press through his frustration and his weariness to go back out there, not even go back out there, go into the deeper waters so he had to row further and cast the net. What would have done it? I tell you only one thing. Simon had had enough of an experience with Christ thus far to trust his word. What did he just witness? Jesus Christ was standing in his own boat 
Peter sat there within the boat right next to him as Jesus taught the things of the kingdom of God to the throng of people on the shores. And Peter sat and listened right next to him. And by that experience of God, it planted a mustard seed of faith enough for Simon to do what Jesus said, trusting that something good might happen. God revealed himself through Christ enough for Simon to, for Simon to follow Jesus' most simple request, press through his exhaustion, and do what he was directed to do. And what was the result of following the command of Christ? And pressing through a wonder of heaven. A miraculous catch of fish that started to sink two fishing boats in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Let me give you the thoughts of St. Maximus of Turin. St. Maximus was Bishop of Turin in A.D. 423. Here's what he says about this. It is as if Simon was saying... Through the whole night, our fishing has brought us nothing, and we've labored in vain. Now, I will not fish with fishing here, but with grace. Not with diligence acquired by my skills, but with perseverance acquired by staying devoted to Christ. Listen to what he's saying, my friends. We do not labor with our own skills and our own gift sets through our own humanity for evangelism to take place. For the great commission to be fulfilled through the church to catch the great catch of the souls of men. Our own skills, indeed our entire lives, lives have been filled and have been touched with the divine grace of God. That is the divine power from God from on high for salvation. We have been touched with grace, my friends, to accomplish exactly what our humanity never could. We fish the souls of mankind, not with our own energies alone, not with our own gift sets alone, we fish the souls of mankind by remaining devoted to our Lord Jesus Christ and accepting and receiving into ourselves and fanning into flame the great gift of grace that he's given us by his Holy Spirit. Because whatever he asks of us on any day, whether he asks us to speak or asks us to do or asks us to see and respond to something, Whatever he asks us to do, he gives the grace that it be done. Always. Always. And this brings us to the second exhortation. We've spoken about this before. Our Lord Jesus Christ wants to lead us. Wants to direct his church for the catch of the souls of men. Look at what happens. He doesn't just tell Simon, Simon, go do what you did all night and watch what will happen. He gives directions. He says specifically, take your boat and go into the deeper waters. And when you get into the deeper waters, then cast your net. And it was at that moment the wonder happened. 
when Peter went, or when Simon went to where Jesus said to go and did what Jesus said to do. I want you to see two things that Jesus is doing here that has everything to do with evangelism and fulfilling the Great Commission. First, I've already said is this. He directs us. He tells us. He wants to communicate with us where to go and what to do. And I'll tell you why, because it's the second thing that he did here. When he told Peter to go out into the deeper waters and cast his net, he also had the fish prepared to be caught. They fished this lake, this sea, all night and caught nothing. And by the preparation and command of Christ, the fish gathered at the spot where he told Peter to go. And all Peter did was obey. And the fish came into the net. Do you see this? I tell you this right now, that even right now while we are in here sitting and worshiping Christ and receiving the grace of God from Him that He offers us, right now our Lord Jesus Christ is preparing the souls of mankind outside of the church, preparing their souls for a net to be cast at the right place at the right time. And if we will walk with Him, if we will fellowship with Him, and if we will listen to Him, and then further, follow what He says on a daily basis, we may have a time in one of the days of our life where our Lord opens the door, He has prepared the souls of men, we cast the net, He tells us to prepare, and the fish come in. This is how active Christ our God is with us, and in the souls of man out there that he might bring people into his kingdom and see them saved and freed of the bondage of their sin. St. Maximus of Turin. I'll give you another one of his teachings. He said, when the net is cast by the grace of God, it is like Simon Peter, when he cast the net, See that he is truly casting Christ into the waters. The net he casts is precisely the words or actions of Christ himself perfectly ordered and woven into the net that catches the fish. You get that picture? We don't cast ourselves. We aren't selling something. We're offering a living and resurrected Jesus Christ who abides right here into the impact of a soul right there. And by their experience, they come in and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spread the gospel who is the Christ to all around them. Simon Peter and his fishermen. Common men, I say it again. Us. Common men of no great esteem or positions. They experience Christ on the shore of Galilee, and I tell you this. For evangelism and for the great commission to be fulfilled and for the catch of the souls of men to happen, it always begins with the experience of Christ to the ones who are casting the net. 
They experienced Christ on the shoreline. And because they followed him and continued on a daily basis to experience him. Through them and through the other apostles who would come along, cultures and nations would be transformed and caught in the net of the ark of salvation. And would be filled with the Holy Spirit and changed forever. The known world would be turned upside down by common, ordinary men filled with the Holy Spirit who followed Christ all of their days. Let me give you the testimony of another saint who is considered equal to the apostles. And this saint lived in the very last part of the first millennium. We celebrated him this past Wednesday when we celebrated St. Vladimir. Now, St. Vladimir was a pagan ruler of Kiev. Kiev is known to be the birthplace of Russia. And he was a pagan. And all throughout his land, he constructed and erected pagan temples for worship. And as he would expand his territory, everywhere he would go, he would erect those pagan temples. He had no idea that the Lord was already preparing him to be caught in the net of the Ark of Salvation. Because as his kingdom spread, he began to realize and receive reports that outside of the borders of his kingdom, there were people worshiping many gods. And so he sent various contingencies, small groups of men, out to investigate these other gods. He wanted to know what other gods were out there. And so these men, they went. They went to other pagan gods. They went to Muslim mosques. They went to Jewish places. They went to see the Jews and the Hebrews worship God. And you know, one contingency showed up in Constantinople. You know what church they went to to learn about the God of the Christians? The one that's been in the news these past two weeks, Hagia Sophia, the centerpiece of Christian worship in that entire area. And when they went and experienced Christ, they wrote back to St. Vladimir before they returned, and I want you to hear their words. They wrote, and we went into the Greek lands, and we were led into a place where they served their God. And we did not know where we were, in heaven or on earth. And we do not know how to tell about this. All we know is that God lives there with his people. So we cannot remain pagans any longer. They bring that word back to Vladimir. Vladimir experiences the risen Lord Jesus Christ through the testimony and through these men. And he comes to repentance and is baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And through him, thousands upon thousands in his nation, in all of his lands, were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and we know this is the birth of the Holy Russian Church. By one man, through a few men, who experienced Jesus Christ. 
thousands upon thousands and an entire culture would be transformed. Why do we doubt? Jesus has transformed culture through so many different types of men and women for 2,000 plus years and you think he has stopped? Don't let Satan feed that in your mind. Don't let Satan give you eyes to see everything that's going on around us is spinning so out of control it's hopeless. There is never hopelessness in the one who is the resurrection and the life. But I tell you what must happen. Myself, all of you, just as God pursues you every moment of your lives, must begin to live a life pursuing God so that you, just like the apostles on the shoreline and just like that delegation that was sent from Kiev, experience Christ on a daily basis. Because if you will experience Christ on a daily basis, live in that repentance before Him in constant healing, which is your salvation. If you'll experience Christ in that way, then every day of your life, you do not know the souls that are being prepared around you and the divine command He may whisper in your ear just in a moment to do the smallest of thing that lowers the net and catches the fish so that they can come in and find peace and release from all of this ridiculousness out in the world. They may have the order of the kingdom of God established in their soul. See, this is Christ's church. This is his purpose through all of us. We are not called the ark of salvation for no reason. We have nets on this ark. I promise you this, those who experience Christ in this way, we will catch fish. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.